Tongue's burnt. Can't feel anything. Mm, still good. Hello and welcome to the GemCast on Hologram Radio. I'm Alex Knight and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In season two, episode 18, Rock and Roll Express, Gem and the Holograms tour by way of a train so they can perform to small town fans and raise money for the Starlight Foundation. The Misfits are unhappy with all of the coverage they are getting and decide to steal the spotlight by having a concert of their own. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Episode 44, written by Barbara Petty. I think this is a new writer. I wish I paid attention, but I have no idea. I don't recognize the name. Maybe it was her first and last gem episode. Well, this week we open at a press conference where Jem and the Holograms announce a new tour by train to reach fans in smaller towns. All proceeds from the concert tour will go straight to the Starlight Foundation for Foster Girls. The Starlight Orphans are also coming along for the ride to give them the opportunity to see their own country. You know, I enjoy train travel. Uh, a lot, actually. I've taken many train trips on Amtrak, so this does seem like a really good idea, especially since at this point, Amtrak wasn't completely messed up and the trains actually did go through small towns and interesting places. And I can see it being, yes, an educational opportunity for small children. Although the small children literally get to be like, hey, we're loading equipment on this train. Hey, we're waving out of windows. And then we never see most of them ever again. Right. Yeah, I um I had that question like is this what were trains like in the 80s? Is this is this realistic cuz we've looked into train travel now and even though we live in a major metropolitan area with train tracks there's like one train that goes through one Amtrak and that's it. So Well, I think that's trains That's how it is for most places. Yeah. I think trains derailed a lot less in the 80s. That's not a slamming. I wouldn't Amtrak count on that, actually. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't count on that. That was a completely unscientific response, or that was not full of facts at all, as if I even have to explain myself. Your reasoning lacks science. Actually, maybe we can address this at the beginning. Aline, you said that pizzazz looks like an Andorian, and I don't <laughs> notice this at all. It's, it's most mostly in the one misfit song in this episode but there i don't know i kind of felt like she had a blue cast through the ah. the whole thing I, so i think it might be netflix because yeah her uh, her makeup especially is a weird color it's like sort of yeah. purple but she doesn't usually wear purple makeup it's usually red so i think there's something wrong with the coloring uh, uh, of mm. certain characters in this episode at least on netflix well, and there was like a, a cougar in that video too, and it was pink. Justin was like, why is it pink? And I said, I, I don't know. The train leaves the station with fans of the holograms waving goodbye, and uh, they don't waste any time getting into a music video in this episode because we get a song from Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> and there, was it taking a 
blame i i think it was I'm making little... the blame oh, oh okay yeah i believe yeah. it's something about being on a boat is it not a boat i mean that makes sense i'm on a boat i'm on a boat oh my god for what if that was the inspiration for that song <laughs> what if this was the inspiration for the song i'm oh. on a boat taking a train taking oh. a train taking a train yeah actually while i was watching this i almost lost uh i I almost completely forgot what this song was about (laughs) i think the complexity was overwhelming yeah maybe this this was maybe this was inspiration for that uh lonely island song maybe oh god 30 years ago a child's cartoon show inspired a generation. <laughs> so, Aline, what did you think of the song? I was going to say, are we awful. even going to say anything? Do we have anything <laughs> noteworthy to add? Okay, so it was it was really repetitive. Um, <laughs> I got about halfway through and I was like, oh, thank God that's done. And then it like repeated again and again and again. Um the the video you know it was setting place and establishing them taking a train um well they established it like, about a hundred times over and over, and over again um, i did like that one like the sliding end uh right before they paused for breath <laughs> it kind of mimicked i don't know it almost sounds like a, a car zooming by um at the end of one of the last trains um, so I did like that about the song, but um, I'm kind of proud of myself for finding one thing I liked. So it was it was not my favorite <laughs> song, not my favorite no. song. It is because it is too repetitive. Although I do remember as a kid being really impressed that like in the music that when she says train, it sounds like a train whistle. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, that and, wheel, but, yeah, yeah. And then Jim in the video is doing this movement with her hand to mimic the little bars that are on train wheels mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool but yeah no this song we could have done without at least half the song this song is a garbage fire All right, <laughs> 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 and then there's Alex right Just mic drop <laughs> that's exactly what that is the misfits are gathered around the TV watching the Lindsay show as she announces Jem's new concert tour. Pizzazz decides that the holograms should share some of the glory. Yeah, as if they're going to do that. The next stop on the holograms tour is announced. Rock Canyon, Arizona, which I can only assume is not a real place. Not as far as I know. I mean, there's... Is that like a ta- like a small village of a hundred inside of the Grand Canyon or something? <laughs> I mean, um, I, I actually, they showed it on the map and I didn't bother to compare it to a real map because we all know that that map is a lie because that map shows the United States as big as it actually is. And as we all know, the United States and the world of Gem and the Holograms is like five feet wide. So. Yeah, I think it's actually where Winslow is, which is, um on the former well on route 66 and it is where it used to be i think a hub for for trains or there used to be more train traffic through it i know that's where so if you want to do like a train tour of the grand canyon that's actually where you go 
you can get on the train in Winslow and go to the Grand Canyon and then turn around and go back. So that's what it looked like to yeah. me. I, I don't know, Tempest, about, about the United States being in this reality, in this world, being smaller than it actually is. Because I believe, this is just my theory, so feel free to disagree, but I do believe that Uh-oh. the Holograms private jet is powered by the tears of starlight orphans from neglect. Yeah, yeah. but orphan tears are are really not good jet fuel. I mean, yeah. they'll get a jet off the ground, but it won't get you from New York to Los Angeles in 10 minutes like they did in the Broadway episode. You know, I'm just saying. I, I think you're underestimating we- Jem's neglect. <laughs> That could be true, actually. I mean, she comes back from tour and, you know, they find Mrs. Bailey dead and half of the orphans starving. Well, it was only because Mrs. Bailey went into the room where Synergy was. And she was like, what is this room? And then she tripped on something and, and fell and hit her head. And then the Starlight Orphans didn't notice because they're used to there not being a room there. And so one of them was like, wait a minute, there used to be a wall here. Oh, my gosh, Miss Bailey. See, being that's, dragged off by rats. That's what happens when you don't plan ahead, kids. The more you know. I don't even know what's happening anymore. G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Speaking of that's going off very, the rails. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Well, in Rock Canyon, Arizona, we see the local sheriff in an argument with a man who tells him He's not to come back. Now, I just made a little note here that the sheriff has red hair at the beginning of this episode, and by the end, he has white hair. And it's the same person, is it not? I don't think so. you mean so. the very, very end? Yeah, like the, the very, who... very end. No, 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 that's a different no. sheriff. That's is the it? sheriff that the, that the other the... sheriff called. They're in yeah, they're in a town. different state. Yeah, but I thought that sheriff... Okay, maybe I'm confused. No. You're probably no. right. That sheriff, that sheriff cannot go to another state. He can't even go go to another county and arrest right. somebody. Yeah, it's not not how it works. It's not how this goes. Our American laws are very confusing. I know. Yeah, our lack of Mounties is very disturbing. I am sure. We need Mounties. I, f- I feel like that's unfair of Canada to not share mus- the Mounties. Big muscular Mounties. Mm-hmm. Sitting on top of horses. Mm-hmm. Without shirts on. Oh, dear. I'm sure that's a Tumblr. <laughs> Mounties on top of horses.tumblr.com. At the Rock Canyon train station, a group of Jim and the Holograms fans wait in anticipation of their arrival. The man we saw earlier with the sheriff seems unfamiliar with Jim and the Holograms, and he asks a group of fans if they're collecting money, which I found strange because he actually, they, they explain it's a charity, and he's like, you mean they're collecting money? It's like, yes, that's kind of what charity well, they does. Could be distributing food. He's or, not very bright. Or just running people over with that train. Yes. Mm. He appears to be quite enthused by the news that they're going to be collecting money. And mm. I, I wonder why. Could he be a trustworthy person? We'll, well find I out. mean, I will say the beginning of this episode is trying really hard to project that we should be. Uh, not trusting this man, but after many episodes of Murder, She Wrote, I know that small town sheriffs 
can't be trusted and don't know how to arrest people for real crimes at any time. So... Well, this man has a mustache, I too. know I from mean, living I in a small I don't town trust almost him. all of my life, well, all of my childhood, that you can't trust small town sheriffs to do things. So I'm just saying that Murder, She Wrote this seems guy, pretty accurate. Right? Yeah. This guy could be just misunderstood. You know, I actually found it frustrating that they don't say what this guy's name is. So I came up with okay. my own title for him. So just bear with me. The mustached denim clad man offers the guard watching the train a spiked cup of hot coffee, which the guard seemingly manages to slurp back without burning his mouth. It was either cool. of you yeah, noticed I that? He, he does. He just like slams it back. Like, sir, that is uh, a piping hot coffee. Uh, nah, man, that just, that was messed up. That was messed up. <laughs> Tongue's burnt. Can't feel anything. Still I mean, good. honestly, it'd probably taste better than the train depot coffee. Within seconds, the guard passes out. Rio drops by to see Bill, the guard who wakes up after being unconscious for an indeterminate amount of time. Later on, Rio makes a phone call to request a new guard. After explaining that a doctor diagnosed the previous one with a case of food poisoning. Botulism no. in the coffee. Look, you're asking this to make sense. And as we all know, Gem in the Holograms doesn't it have to make sense. It makes no for you. sense. It's not too much to ask for the show to make sense Botulism. a little bit of the time. Taking a train. Please. Well, while Rio is on the phone, the uh, the man that we saw earlier who poisoned that guard happens to be eavesdropping on the conversation. And boy, does he look pleased because he's got a big smile on his face. His plan is working perfectly. And you know what? His plan does go off pretty flawlessly. I mean, I kind of feel like he might be a Raymond cousin. Well, I thought you were going to say a replacement for Eric Raymond. No, because he's too, he's too penny-ante. I mean, he's like getting arrested by small town sheriffs. I feel like he's a satellite cousin who is probably mm. like, you know, the youngest brother in his group, family grouping. And, you know, he's just sort of wanders around doing penny any crime. But he's better at it than Eric. That's really sad. I mean, it, it sounds plausible to me. Gem and the Holograms say goodbye to Rock Canyon as the train leaves the station. Ashley complains to Rhea that she hasn't seen much on the trip as she's had to spend most of her time with the band's equipment. Rhea explains that it's a very important job and... I guess she sort of goes along with it, but not like she has much choice here. Meanwhile, as that conversation ends, a plane nearly collides with the train as flyers fall from the sky advertising the misfits and a concert that they're planning to put on. Oh my god. Also, it seemed at first that the misfits were the only ones who were in that plane. Like in the first shot, we yeah. see I them. noticed that. And I was like, like who's flying? I was like, which one of them got <laughs> when did they get what, yeah. yeah. And then we, we just saw the back of the pilot's head and I was like, is that is that Eric? Like mm. and then it was just some random dude. Have you guys noticed how the misfits can't get in a plane without it crashing or at least being forced to the ground? Because like remember yeah. any kind of flying object. Because remember in the Aztec episode where they you know, mess with the helicopter pilot and their helicopter went down. And then, you know, obviously in the KGM episode, they were in that plane. Uh, they got forced to the ground, so it didn't crash and they got arrested. And now they're in this plane. And 
And literally that plane had no reason really to crash because it wasn't one of those situations where Pizzazz was like, I want to do it. And she grabbed the controls away from the guy and the plane crashed. Like literally the plane right. was just like, oh, I'm done. Well, well they didn't like, sabotage. They, they, the didn't, they didn't do anything stupid this time in the plane. But I was actually questioning now. I know I'm no expert on planes, but do either of you have any idea why that plane stalled when it went straight up like that? Is that an issue for those types of planes? And if it is, why no, would you yeah, do would've... that as a yeah, pilot? Why would you risk that maneuver? Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought that they probably were, I don't know, yeah. pushing it too much, right. like throttling too hard. The only thing that I can think fall. of is, I mean, if it's if it's an old plane, I mean, maybe it has a carbureted engine. And I know carburetors have a hard time dealing with elevation changes. And it, maybe if you go completely vertical on something like that then it just like the engine doesn't get the uh uh the gas like the the actual fuel mixture that it needs into the engine and then it just chokes that that's just a theory and, and it's probably right. wrong but, but that's the only thing i can think of why did that dude even do that because he's the one who exactly why would a pilot do it maybe it was because the plane had five people well, maybe this it. guy doesn't even have a real pilot license he was hired by eric raymond and you know he doesn't make great decisions Hard to tell. Yeah. It's a mystery. Well, unsurprisingly, the pilot loses control of the plane and the engine stalls, like we said just a moment ago, which forces the plane to crash land, nearly killing the misfits. They get nearly killed a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a recurring theme. Rio pulls the train's emergency brake so they can stop and check if the misfits are okay. Fortunately for them, the misfits are unharmed, but they ask Jerrica if they can hitch a ride on the train since they would be stranded otherwise. Jerrica no. accepts the request begrudgingly no. because she's a genuinely good person. Whatever. First of all, can, let, let's talk about the gratuitous use of the emergency brake in this episode. Right? Because you're not, you're really not supposed to do that. You are not supposed to pull the emergency brake. And if you do pull the emergency brake, it brings the train to an unnaturally quick stop, which means that everybody and everything goes flying forward or backward or whatever. And they just stop the train. They're like, oh, we stopped it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. No, trains go really fast. They're really big machines. They cannot stop on dime easily. And you just don't casually pull that emergency brake. That's totally true for all of that. But my my bigger question here is where did the holograms get that steam powered train? From the 80s. Because it's, it's one of those old locomotives. I mean, those are pretty hard to come by. Well, I, I would feel like what it is is that it's an exhibition train. Like it's the Maybe. kind of train that they that they have for publicity stunts like this. Right, that makes um, sense. Okay, that's so the yeah, least I mean, of this episode's also, problems. Right, it's the eighties. But but the other thing is like when you pull the emergency brake, it it actually takes a lot to get the train started again because you've disrupted it. Quite, you know, you can't just be like, well, well, start it up again. But they're teaching children bad things because if you're a child and you watch this and then you're on a train, you're like, oh. There's something out the window. I want to see them. Let me just pull this emergency brake. And then everything is ruined and you're stuck in the desert. And Amtrak is trifling enough without all that. Believe it. Yeah. It was weird. And it stopped awfully fast. Like, I know the emergency brake is is a thing. But, I mean, still, it was like, oh, three feet stopped. 
uh, there are sparks and sliding, like inertia for more than that, I think. In the dining car, the misfits are seen complaining about the food, and then they begin throwing food at each other. The waiter pleads for them to stop, but they don't until Rio interjects, and the misfits decide to head to the observation car, and Rio decides to lock them in. You go, Rio. First sensible thing he's ever done in his life. Doesn't do much good for them, although I did like Rio's line... When he locks them in and he says, why don't you observe America for a while? In the observation car, Jetta discovers a hatch in the ceiling and Pizzazz opens it and the misfits try to escape through it. The train approaches a tunnel and the misfits jump off and land in a body of water unscathed, Wait. which is really lucky of them. We got to talk about this, though. Mm-hmm. What? Do you, why would you ever, <laughs> ever climb up on the roof of a moving train. I know the trains don't really go that fast. People are like, why does it take so long for a train to get there? I can drive there faster. Yes, that's because the train is probably not going as fast as your car and it has to stop a lot and there are things. But even with that, trains are going really fast. And unless you're James Bond, you do not get out on the roof of the train and just walk around. Okay, that's just not something that you do. It's not a good idea. It's not okay. And even if that tunnel had not come along, the the wind probably would have knocked them all off because they were all still wearing heels. Mm-hmm. Notice. Like, what? Just None of it makes in sense. In no world is this a good idea. None of it. Now, hold on. When they get to the roof of the train, could they, would they not have, at least like, if you poke your head out of the hatch, would you not have seen that tunnel? Well, well this that's is a giving them credit. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That's true. Roxy blames Jetta for having both the idea to escape and climbing onto the roof of the train. Pizzazz tells Jetta and Roxy to shut up as she overhears two people yelling. A man and a woman on horseback are seen and Pizzazz decides to ask them for help to get the misfits back onto the train. But the man hasn't heard of the misfits before. That doesn't make Pizzazz very happy. Whatever. All I know is that it makes no sense for them to be like, can we get on your horses and and drive back up to that train? Because no, once again, even though that train is not going fast by today's standards, it is going faster than horses are running with two people on their backs after singing a terrible song. (laughs) Yeah, that was all, all, all ridiculous. All of it. We get a Misfits music video called It Takes a Lot to Survive, which is a repeat song. Now, this is the only song in this episode that I actually like. It's fine. It's not yeah, a great song. I mean, I like song. this song. I like the song enough. You know, it's an okay song. What makes me mad about this is the video. Because in the video, you know, after they're like, oh, we're going to start this music, we're going to start singing, they're no longer in a desert. They're no. randomly in a jungle. Why? And then they're randomly in the desert. And then, like, stuff happens. Nobody even cared to make this make sense. Yeah, well, not everyone the best knows. reworked video, that's for sure. Everyone knows that the desert is not threatening, and you have to go to the jungle to find scary things. Because in the desert, we don't have, like, snakes. I don't know, snakes, coyotes, panthers, cacti, scorpions. Very dangerous cacti like there's nothing here that could hurt you so yeah you know for plausibility reasons you just have 
to make, right. make it to the desert. Of course. Yeah. The misfits managed to catch up to the train on horseback, only to turn down the promised offer to give autographs to the horseback riders. I don't understand this. First of all, the two people <laughs> on horseback had no clue who right. the band was, so why the hell would they care to get an autograph? Yeah, that was also yeah. gratuitous oh. use of that break, the emergency break again. Mm-hmm. Possession, uh, give up her day job and, and try to become a comedian because Rhea asks her where she's been and Pizzazz says it's a long and dusty story and then of course she dusts herself off. Jim and the holograms arrive at their next stop, Mesaville. When Rio disembarks, he meets the new guard whose job it is to take care of the concert money, only it turns out to be the nefarious denim-clad man who drugged the previous guard. Dun, okay. dun, dun. So we haven't talked about Rio's response to this botulism in the coffee. Like, Rio's like, oh, I guess I better call the security company and get another guard. And he does it from, you know, a payphone, which I guess, okay. But I don't know. It's just really, really weird. And then they get to get to Mesaville and the guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm your guard and I'm in a guard uniform. So I'm a guard. Shakes his hand and Rio's like, okay, you must be a guard because look at you. And it's not like I don't need to see your credentials at all. Right. Like verifying who it actually is. Right. Um, right. Gosh, I sure am glad that all that money is going to be safe. Like, <laughs> right. And I, you know, I actually wanted to uh, point out a slight mistake. This is a nitpick, but uh, speaking of the uh, the town Mesaville, the when they pull up to the train station, there's an animation mistake because the sign on the train station says "me" and then space Seville, but. At the end of the episode, it's pronounced Mesaville. It's Mesaville. Or Mesaville. M-E-S-A-V-I-L-L. Actually, it's Mesa, isn't it? Yeah, Mesa. Mm-hmm. Just Mesa. Mesa. Well, Mesa is... Mesaville. In Arizona. Mesa, like I have a Mesa library card, so it's, right. it's in Phoenix. But um, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, the word a lot is, it's one word in the song title, not two words. So... The word the is capitalized in a song title. So it's kind oh of my some, God, Ali. <laughs> some inattention to detail here. Rio leaves to set up for the next show, but Ashley, who was supposed to guard the hologram's gear, decides to split. The misfits take the opportune moment to sabotage the gear, of course, and we see them tampering with microphones, breaking guitar strings, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Stormer is reluctant and tells Pizzazz, Roxy, and Jetta that the holograms have been awful nice to them, but Pizzazz questions if Stormer is going soft, and she gives in to conform and denies that she is. Okay, but let's talk about this whole thing where it's it's Ashley's fault because she doesn't want to set up the stuff. There are a bunch of other Starlight girls. Why isn't it all of their responsibility? Or why aren't they rotating this responsibility? Right. What are these other girls even doing? Uh, are they I haven't seen in any. The observation lounge? Well, they were they were in a shot where they were waving at people from train okay, windows. Okay, right. We know they're on the train. Somewhere. But they don't do anything. Like, get that girl, whatever face was, who was so scared of everything. Get her to wash the equipment. Yeah, they're, they're probably in the dining car getting sweets while Ashley has to do everything. Yeah, I Things are really unfair. The, the whole thing, the whole episode is just really unfair to 
Ashley, namely Rio. But we'll get to that. Rio unfair? Yeah, never. The Misfits leave before Rio shows up to bring the instruments on stage. Gem and the Holograms attempt to play, but when they find out that their instruments have been ruined, Gem apologizes and delays the concert. Completely embarrassed at the situation, they leave, and Rio places blame on Ashley for sabotaging the instruments, but Jem defends her and thinks there's no reason for her to have done that. Rio leaves to find a music store. Yeah, I don't Rio is the worst. He is. Like, why? You have fucking misfits on the train. Why is your first assumption that Ashley did something? It makes no sense. It I makes mean, no sense. Really? Even, even as much as I'd like to say that, you know, I don't like Rio and, you know, he's a big jerk, which he is most of the time. But this, to me, just doesn't even make sense at all. Because he knows right. the sordid past of the misfits and how every time they're in close proximity of the holograms that they will try to do something. So why would you think for a second it wouldn't be them? I mean, Ashley's not, you know, the most well-behaved kid, but she's not a bad person. She's not a bad kid. You know, I think she learned her lesson after that time that, you know, early on in season one where she stole that money. I think she learned that lesson pretty well. After replacing the broken parts and telling Ashley she's lucky he was able to, Jerrica tells Rio that she has nothing to do with the sabotage and that she now realizes how important her job is. The Misfits overhear Jerrica saying that they can go on with the concert, so the Misfits try to think of something to do. They notice the train's engineer who leaves, so they decide to sabotage things by separating the train from the stage. The train begins to roll and leaves the station, and the engineer runs after it. The misfits intended to sabotage the train so the holograms couldn't move to the next town. However, the unintended side effect of meddling is the train begins to speed out of control, and Jetta's leg is stuck in the levers. Of How did they not is. see this coming? Neither did I. I'm completely shocked. I don't understand. Like, they literally, like, Let's take a break off the train. How'd they know which lever is the break? Who knows? Maybe it was labeled. I don't care. How did they think that this is going to play out? Like, oh, we're taking the break off, and now the train's moving. Yay. No, the train's moving faster. Oh, we can't stop it. Right. Curse your sudden and inevitable betrayal. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. Like, and, and where did they get this? Well, we'll talk about it in a second. But I want to know where they got this train. Was it like the dollar store train? Yeah. Well, Why is everything really Oh, I have it some really things was. to say about that because, yeah, yeah, oh my God. Rio decides he has to do something, so he gets onto a motorcycle, which apparently has the key in it. <laughs> I don't know. It makes his way you toward the train. people's motorcycle. Well, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. Uh, he's like a cop. He can whatever. Right, exactly. Whenever. Yeah. Unleash the justice of Rio Pacheco. That's why they never call the police is because they have Rio to do all of these things. Maybe he has been deputized. In his brain. He's a certified something. The thief who has stolen the concert money asks the misfits if they need assistance. So he helps Jetta dislodge her foot, which should slow down the train. But the train is still out of control. The man pulls on the emergency brake. There's that break again. But the lever snaps before it fully engages. 
Rio what? catches. That doesn't I make know. any sense. I know. No. no, I know. Rio. Well, this is just the tip of the iceberg of things breaking on this piece of junk, and it's ugh, this thing's a death trap. Rio catches up and manages to get onto the train. He instructs Shayna to pull the emergency brake, but when she does, nothing happens, and Rio says that the brake cable must have been cut. Or they done used it too much because you have to reset that stuff. <laughs> How does he know? I was like, I when he was off doing his architecture stuff, was he also studying train engineering? Like Rio is a Swiss army knife. A true renaissance man. Rio the renaissance man. Yeah. Royal Rio the Renaissance man. I don't know. It's just, We cut to the previous train station where we see the sheriff who hears someone pounding on a closet door. The sheriff finds the real guard who's being tied up and he explains that his uniform was stolen and that there's a thief on the train. The engineer steps in and also explains that the train is out of control. Now, I just realized my comment that I made earlier about the sheriff having red hair at the beginning in this episode, then me thinking he had white hair at the end. This is where I came up with that because this scene, you see the sheriff with a group of people and then they discover the guard. Now, this train station has to be the one that they were previously at, right? Because that's where, because I'm confused. No, they went to a different town. They were in Arizona. And then later on, they mention, oh, we're in New Mexico now. Oh, okay. So yes. they move. Uh, completely messed up. Yeah. Well, no, I actually, I think it's confusing because, yes, is the the guard who's in the closet is in the closet in the next town and not the town where the, That's the exactly what I'm saying. Originally was, yes. And so the, but the sheriff who comes in, he's like, there's trouble afoot. Is supposed to be the sheriff, I think, from that first town. So I guess he drove to the other town for reasons. Well, yeah, because the engineer shows up, and that engineer was left behind. But but the engineer was left behind in the town where they were at, like the second town. Okay. The engineer was in the second town. Okay. Okay. But the sheriff is is from the first town. Right. That's right. Maybe the red haired guy. It might be the sheriff from the right. It might be the sheriff from the second town because this episode is confusingly written. Oh my God, it shouldn't be this difficult. On the train, Rio's unable to open the baggage compartment, which they need to be able to get through to the engine room for some reason. Is that a thing? Anyway, the door's locked. Now, hold on. The door to the baggage compartment is locked. Who locked it and who has the key? Why can't they open it? Why, Why can't they open it? I don't understand this. It's because it's unnecessarily plot fappiness. It's just uh, garbage. This is garbage. Uh, so bad. Well, Rio says the only way out of the situation is over the top. And of course, he means he has to go out a hatch and you know, climb on top of the train, which is not not very safe. Jem tells Rio it's too dangerous that it's almost impossible to hang on. But, of course, Rio goes anyway because that's really the only recourse, according to him, that they have. And he climbs the ladder to the top of the train, nearly falling off as one of the handles snaps off. This train is made out of paper mache, is it not? It's something. I mean, everything is crumbling. Everything is crumbling. In the engine room, Rio finds the misfits and the thief. He opens the panel and grabs the stub what's left of the brake lever, and pulls on it. Okay. 
the train comes to a screeching halt right in front of the train station at their next destination, which, okay, again, that's just, what are the odds of that happening? He is a god among men. Yeah. I, I, that's the only explanation. The thief grabs the charity money and says to Rio that he's going to take it back to the safe. Rio suspects something is wrong and questions the thief why he took it out in the first place, which is a terrible excuse, but he, anyways, the guy says that he thought it would be safer with him. As he exits the train, he's arrested and Rio reclaims the charity money. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, sure. This is a real unnecessary subplot. Do y'all notice that? Like, yeah. the subplot is thief discovers that there will be money, devises plan in which to get money, gets money, but runaway train prevents him from running off with money, can't save runaway train, is arrested with money without much fuss. The end. Yeah, basically. It was bizarre. I wish they scrapped this episode. Oh, I don't know. We have They're reached... definitely been worse. Yeah, that's true. We we have reached the end. Uh, we wrap with Jim asking the misfits what they've been doing in the engine room, and Stormer admits that they were just trying to mess with the holograms concert. Pizzazz, Roxy, and Jetta are furious, and Jim says that the misfits will have to help out with the concert to make up for it. Pizzazz, Roxy, and Jetta threaten Stormer if she opens up her big mouth again. Now, we don't actually see in what capacity the misfits had to help with the concert, but I guess that's not I important. Think they are just, well, the last scene is them carrying things, and They're, they didn't have luggage on that train. Right. Oh, okay. So okay. I think it was just luggage to duty. carry luggage. Right. Well, the other weird bad. thing about this episode is that, you know, other than listening to Take a Train like 12,000 times, um, the, we, we don't get to see a lot of, of Gem and the Holograms doing stuff. I was just, although we do get to see them wearing horrendous outfits. I mean, I yeah, know we still have I like a talk last. About these. Yeah. Yeah. I know we have a last song to get to, but I just like just to pause a minute to be like, what was going on with their outfits in this episode? And that first stop, they were wearing what looked like really appropriative Native American costume. Mm -hmm. I was was waiting. So, so like that first they roll into the the Arizona town and, and there are two, I I guess they were supposed to be Navajo, like just kind of judging from the jewelry, what you could tell, you know, and, and I was like, oh no, this, this is going to be like another China episode. And, um, I was waiting for it. And then like we go to the train and then, then Jim has on like this, I don't like a Halloween, what we would find in a Halloween store right now, but pink costume on with yeah. her hair. And like, and I was like, Oh no. Did any of you oh, think oh. Shayna designed these? And these are, these are terrible. Yeah. Shayna designed them. She designs all their She's stuff. had some hits or hits and misses, I suppose. She's been missing lately. So yeah, I I gotta say, at least this didn't have the cultural cultural appropriation that the the episode in China had, um, and like I was waiting for it, and I was really pleasantly surprised that that like the outfits were bad, but at least there wasn't like a subplot with TPs and fair enough, you know, you know, like a lot of tropes that we have around Native American people. I, I agree. It could have uh, been much worse, for sure. 
And so to there's the, that. Yeah, I mean, you referenced adventure in China, not and you know, obviously this episode's not not as bad as is that episode in in several aspects. But uh, I just want to say that uh, adventure in China is still our number one most downloaded episode, which uh, which tells me that our listeners really like. Uh, I don't know. Ab- abusing <laughs> they, themselves, they, they <laughs> hearing us of our things apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, are they? Are they just like really want to hear us tear it apart? Because I'm sure that a lot of people remember that episode. And they were like, "Wait a minute, that episode was a mess." That yeah. what well, we have to listen to what they have to say because if they don't say it's a mess, we're not listening to this podcast again. You know, there a, there are a lot a of podcasts out there where I listen to an episode where I'm like, "This is going to be my litmus test." And, you know, if, if you don't make me happy with this episode, I'm not listening again. Yeah, totally agree. And I'm sorry if that's your favorite episode, but we need to have a talk. Like, it just is bad. So, yeah, the, but going back to the costumes, like, they had on, like, the stereotypical, like, Western fringed shirts a lot. Um, it, it was, it was kind of weird. Can we talk about how and terrible then, Rio's outfit was? What was going Rio's on there? are always terrible. They're just, Rio is terrible and his clothes are terrible and everything about him is terrible. And it's that just is a why. big dork. Rio it's like he found that, uh, worst. it's like he found that, uh, the costume at like a, like it's like a cowboy costume at a, I don't know, that you'd find at a grocery store or something. It's just it's like terrible. But I will say that of all the, the outfits, the ones that they have on in the last song, I'm just like, uh, first of all, are we back in the last episode, that presidential dilemma episode? Like all of a sudden it's like, and now the song about America. Like what? Yeah, I and thought that was weird. Let, let's get wearing, to that. Like, red, white, and blue. And, uh. Yeah, let, let's get to that. So the final song in this episode is called All Across This Country from Jam and the Holograms. A song that is not at all patriotic. I mean, not at all. Mm. No. Well, it it is better than the song at Freedom. Yeah, it's right. better than Freedom from I'll, the last I'll episode. Give you that. Freedom was ridiculous. Like that was just a terrible, ridiculous song. This song, it's a little less like USA, USA. It's like about fifty percent of USA, USA as Freedom was. It's still plenty USA, USA. Uh, but it it does, I think, do some some nice things in sort of basically saying, hey. You know, as you go across the country, there are lots of different people, lots of different cultures, and we're all together in this, and that's great. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And and what I find interesting is that, you know, in each of the different stops on this train trip, which didn't, you don't get to see all of it, and thank goodness, um, you know, she's rolling into towns that are like in New Mexico and Arizona, and there are lots of brown people, and they seem to either yeah. be like Native American peoples or perhaps like Latino peoples, like that's pretty cool but then everybody in the almost everybody in the all across this country song is white so I, <laughs> I don't know what to take from that so yeah there was definitely that yeah and i will say this was not the worst song of this episode so there's also that you've been listening to the Gemcast on hologram radio i am here with aline sims as always and aline has a lovely podcast called less than or equal which you should subscribe to and you can do that by going to relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E. If you'd like to follow her on Twitter, she's available at A-L-E-E-N. Couldn't be simpler. And you can find her writing at alinemean.com. 
calm. Although in real life, she isn't that mean. I don't. I'm pretty. I'm pretty awful. Well, you fooled me. You've had me fooled. <laughs> and of course, K Tempest Bradford. You can check out everything that she does by going to ktempestbradford.com. Links to her writing, social media, videos, all of that. She's on Twitter at Tiny Tempest. You can subscribe to her Tempest video series, sorry, her Tempest Challenge video series on YouTube. So please do that. Anything else you would like to plug? Anything else new going on with you, Tempest? Well, if you go to youtube.com slash ktempestbradford, which is my YouTube channel, um, you will see the Tempest Challenge videos, but you will also see my other video series, which is called You Done Effed Up. But I use the whole word because it's funnier that way. But those videos are where I just rant about stuff that's terrible. And I just did one last week. Well, I guess it's technically this week. Um, about the Sleepy Hollows season three finale. Uh, so any of you sleepyheads out there, I hope that you will go listen to my rant. I'm sure that you will agree with it and rant along with me. You can contribute to this show and the Hologram Radio Network at large by going to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio and join the rest of the people that are donating. Blah. And join the rest of the people that are donating to us. Your help is incredibly appreciated and that helps us cover our ongoing operational costs and maybe one day paying people an actual salary. So please do that. You can also check out our Amazon links by going to hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors. If you do shop at Amazon, please, please use our links. We have links for Amazon UK, USA, and Canada. If you're in one of those regions, use the appropriate link. There's no additional work needed on your part, only that every time you buy something off of your wish list, we get a small portion of the sale. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes to ensure you get every new episode of the Gemcast each and every week, which typically releases on a late Wednesday night. And if you're in iTunes, why not leave us a rating or a comment? We haven't had one since, I think, December. If you do leave us a rating, we will mention you. We will give you a shout-out on the podcast, so go and do that now. You can follow the show on Twitter. We are at Gem Podcast, and you can check out all of the other shows on the network by going to facebook.com forward slash hologram radio or facebook.com forward slash gem podcast if you just want to check out our uh, presence on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter at Gem Podcast. I think, did I already say that? We're also at Hologram Radio. All the Twitter accounts, subscribe to them all. We're on Instagram at Hologram Radio Shows, and you can send us feedback via email by sending us an email to gemcast.hologramradio.org, and that goes to all three of us. So that's it for this week. Until next time, show's over, Synergy.